Hello and welcome to Harry's Strictly Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Surplus, and I'm here on my brand new podcast to give you my opinions and most importantly, my scores on this year's dances. So sit back, relax, grab your sparkles, and let's get on with the show. Oh my goodness, I am speechless at Strictly Week 7. I can't believe it. It was absolutely incredible. And I say this more or less at the start of every episode of the podcast, and I genuinely mean it when I say that was incredible. Every couple, every single couple brought out their A game this week. Everybody, I think, upped the game. Everybody brought out different aspects of what you want to see in a dance. Dan brought performance. Adam brought energy. AJ brought perfection. I mean, that Charleston, fantastic. Rose brought the cheekiness of the samba, the festival vibe. Tom brought some amazing, strong energy to his paso. I just loved every dance really and if i watched it from an entertainment perspective every dance for me deserved a 10 because they were so entertaining so captivating i loved all of them but of course we have to judge them a little bit more professionally and look at the technique of the dances and not every dance was technically perfect but you know what this week i think i enjoyed it the most it's week seven now so we're over halfway through the competition i think there's going to be 13 weeks like uh, normal so we are over halfway and i think the couples are really bringing out everything i don't think anybody wants to go home and i can absolutely see that we are halfway through the competition because the technique of more or less every couple the energy the performance they bring in the confidence they bring on to the dance floor is really of a high high standard now and a high level so it's really nice to see i love this time of the competition because we're really getting some great performances we're getting aspects of everything that you want from a dance technique energy performance confidence expression which is really really nice to see even the weaker dancers like dan for example if we just maybe spotlight him for a little bit he's great at certain dances his ballroom is nice last week he wasn't amazing at the jive and this week he had uh, a couple's choice but he's still bringing it every week he's not giving up and i love that not just about dan but about all the couples i think it's just fantastic welcome back to another episode of harry strictly podcast we're very nearly into double figures of the podcast it's episode nine i hope you're enjoying the podcast let me know what you thought of week seven like i said i just thought it was incredible let me know your favorites let me know who you think's going to be going home i love to hear all of that so send me a message on social media and uh, hopefully i will see it I just was absolutely handing out those high scores this week. A couple of couples, just two of them, got the same score, lowish scores, but everybody else was just, you know, I was giving out high scores like all over the show because every couple brought something different, which I absolutely loved. We had a variety of dances again. Um, we had one tango, one Charleston, a jive, a samba, a pasodoble, a rumba, 
a couple's choice, and then two quick steps. So really, a vast range of dances, which was really nice to see. We were getting, like I said, something different from each couple. As always, we're going to give our scores, and actually, because we're halfway through the competition, I'm going to bring you a few stats this week. So yeah, as always, we're going to judge the dances, and we're going to start right now. So first to take to the floor was Adam and Katia with their jive. And I was quite impressed with this. If we ignore the jive for a minute, the production looked great. He had slick hair. He was in, you know, a, a nice outfit. Katia looked nice in her yellow dress. I was a bit unsure why she had such a long skirt for jive. I don't know whether that got in the way a little bit. But the production was good. I loved the energy and I loved the look of the performance. The timing, I want to add, on the jive is really, really tough. He really tried to stay on time with Katia. I saw the kickball changes at the start. He had precision on those. It was the only move, really, that he had precision on. And maybe uh, that was because, you know, they're not too difficult to do. I do know he spent about three days on those trying to learn them and as a non-dancer I'm sure you do have to spend quite a while on that. As he got into the jive I do think he lost precision a little bit and with the jive everything should happen under your feet. There should be lots of retraction in the kicks and flicks as we know and for some reason Adam just um extended his kicks a little bit too much I thought and it made it look a little bit messy. His double flicks were great. I really liked those. Under his body, had retraction and had bounce. But for, you know, some of the other kicks when you do across, out and back, for example, he had just a little bit of a wide stance there and it was just um, a bit too erotic for me or erratic, whatever the word is. That's what um, I thought. It could have had more precision. I also agree with Anton. His free arm is a bit random at times and it just looks like he's throwing it out to the side. He needs to understand where that's going, why is it going there, what is that going to add to the dance, don't just throw it out to the side. And if you do just throw it out to the side, finish it off, give it a little bit uh, more purpose, don't just, you know, randomly throw it out here and there. I also think he needed more bounce on the back replace, and I think he could have got that if he didn't step so far back and transfer all his weight to that back step, because in the jive you don't have time to do that, you really have to have small steps and not lean back in the jive. Throughout it, he did have his posture forward, which was nice, and he had his weight forward, but I just would have liked to have seen him not take such a large back step so that it didn't look like he was transferring all his weight. But the personality was fantastic. He performed it, and I think it's kind of the only time we've seen... Adam looked like he's enjoying himself on the floor. I just feel like he enjoyed this dance and because he enjoyed it, I enjoyed it as well. I had to mark accordingly to the actual technique, which wasn't incredible, but for a first attempt at a jive that I know he struggled with a little bit this week, I think he should be really quite proud. Before we get to my scores, I'm going to give you some stats, like I said. So, five out of the seven dances, I have given Adam a six. So, for me, overall, Adam is borderline that seven. He's not quite at that seven yet, overall. He's just creeping up to that. My average score for Adam is a six. My highest score is an eight, which was for his Argentine tango. And my lowest score is a four with his rumba. So, some dances... For example, the Argentine tango, he did really well in. It was an eight, it was powerful, it was strong, and I remember that. His rumba was his worst with a four. It didn't connect to that rumba for me. And then every other dance has kind of been averagely good, if that makes sense. I think this was averagely good. 
I think the technique could have been a little bit better, but the performance was there and he has to be proud of that. The scores are in. Six. Next up, we have Rose and Giovanni with their samba. Now, I was really excited to see this dance because I love the samba and I love Rose. So put the two together and it was like a recipe for just amazingness. I do have to say, I have to agree with Anton. Throughout the dance, I feel like she was a little bit nervous. And maybe that's because she did so well the past two weeks with her tango and her Vini's waltz that coming back to Latin, the nerves were there a little bit. I'm gonna talk you through some of the steps that I saw. I saw some samba walks. I saw some stationary samba walks. I saw some butterfogos. There was some crusader locks. There was some samba runs in there, promenade runs. So it was really nice to see that she took on a lot of the samba steps. She had amazing timing and I think to do the samba, to not be able to hear the music and to stay on time is amazing because the samba timing, even, you know, celebrities that can hear the music struggle with it. So I think she should be so proud of getting the timing correct on that. I agree with Shirley. She had great rotation in the hips and isolating the hips in the samba is so right. You should be able to see the hip action. And I think whatever dance Rose does, she makes it her own. She adds her personality in there. She takes the style of the dance and she adds her personality, her cheekiness, her sassiness, and she expresses herself through the style of dance, which is so, so nice to see. But like I said, I did agree with Anton that she just looked a bit nervous in this. The word I would have used is polite. The samba has to have attack. It has to have bounce. It has to have lots of energy. I agree she had energy, but could it have just had a bit more oomph? I think it could have done. I think the lock steps could have just been a bit tighter, keep them a little bit more compact underneath you so you get like a ripple in the body and the bounce for the samba because she had the bounce at times, then lost it at a couple of times. So it could have had a bit more bounce. But I think it was one of the better sambas that we've seen on Strictly this year. So for that, she should be very proud of herself. Let's have some stats on Rose then. So for the past two weeks, week six and week five, I gave Rose a 10. Her Vini's waltz was incredible. Her tango last week was just amazing. Then the lowest score I've given Rose is a six, and that was for her three Latin dances. She had a jive, then a salsa, and then a cha-cha-cha, as Craig would say. So her Latin is getting up there, but it's just sort of average for me, her Latin. Apart from this week, I gave her quite a good score, and then her foxtrot in week three was divine absolutely amazing for movie week. So that got a nine. Her ballroom is so high for me, such a high standard. Her Latin is getting there. The Samba this week was her best Latin dance she's done. And uh, that is shown in my score. The scores are in. Eight. Well, didn't Tom look absolutely incredible? Wherever he got that suit from, I'm telling you now, I want it. I loved the look of this Paso Doble. Sometimes I'm not a massive fan of the Paso because it can look quite dark and serious. And you know, if you maybe see a samba or a cha-cha and then it goes to a Paso, it's a completely different vibe. And it, you know, it's not entertaining in the same way as a cha-cha or a samba is. So it's quite hard when you see something so energetic and then go to a Paso. But I loved 
this Paso. Tom's best dance so far. At the start, his pirouettes were incredible. I thought he lost balance on the third one ever so slightly, but then he got into a jump. He had great elevation from the floor on that, which was amazing. He went into some knee walks, which were strong. They were grounded. He had balance on those, which was just so nice to see. He didn't wobble at all. He absolutely knew his intention on those, which was great. Great Spanish lines. He isolated his wrists nicely and he had great oval shaping with his arms, which was really nice to see. We very rarely get that in a paso. Sometimes it's, you know, kind of half-heartedly done. Absolutely not. In this case, he absolutely went for it and created some great shaping. He didn't create too much shaping with his back. I would like to have seen him bend just ever so slightly to give that arch in his back, like they, they say, you know, that banana shape. But that was the only thing, really, I spotted in this dance. I agree with Craig. I've never seen a male Paso like that. It stands out to be the best one I think I've ever seen. Like Mozzie said, he took time to create volume with his stance. He took time to show off Amy. And in the Paso, that's what you want. You know, you're strong, you're confident, and he had all of that. And great floor coverage as well. The Paso sometimes can be quite stationary, especially for the celebrity male. The ladies can do quite a lot in Paso. I remember from 2019, and it was David James's Paso. And I remember seeing that, and Shirley actually gave that a two. That's Shirley's only ever two. So I remember that not being very good. Compare it to Tom's Paso here. From a male celebrity, it's great. This covered the floor. He had drive. He had power. Just everything you want from a Paso, really. Apart from his posture, he could have arched it ever so slightly. But that was the only thing I thought. I think he should be very proud of himself. Let's get some stats on Tom. So the lowest score I've given him so far is for his cha-cha-cha, which was week one. And that was a four. And then uh, for a foxtrot, I gave him a six. And then he's been kind of seven and eights for me. I gave a seven to his jive and his tango. And then I gave an eight to his salsa. And this week, let's get that score. The scores are in. Nine. So next up, we had Reese and Nancy with their quick step. And it was one of two quick steps of the night, the first one. And I'm, I'm kind of unsure about Reese. He's such a good dancer, but I'm not sure still that he's understanding the style of the dances. What I said about Rose was that she adds her personality to the dance, but she still understands the style. And I love that. But with Reese, I think he's adding his own dance styles to the dances. He gives every dance a hip hop vibe, which sometimes doesn't work out. And I think that's really um, one of the issues that I have with Reese. Now, let me say a few good things. I loved the production, the cars, he was a mechanic, and I loved that. And I loved the drive he had across the floor. The energy that he had to move across the floor was great. His posture was good, but his arms really aren't. They really drop down. And I think that's because Reese gets carried away with himself a little bit of having so much energy. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't have energy. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is he needs to put the energy in the right places. And I've said that in previous weeks. I want him to think about all the aspects of the dance, his frame, his footwork, his posture, his energy. Where can that energy go? And for me in this dance, it was his frame. He needed to raise his elbows up to have a nice horizontal line. But he was light on his feet. 
Was it a bit jumpy in places and a bit bouncy? Yes, I think it was. And to improve that, I think they could have just got a little bit closer together in hold because at times you could see through them and you don't want that. You don't want any gapping in the quick step because it has to be so fast. It has to be so light, which I think he had, but it just looked like they weren't dancing as one in places. Um, so just smoothing it out a little bit in his top half. In the quick step, you should have your feet doing lots of the talking and then your upper half being quite still. But it was one of his better dances. Not incredible, not really what I'm expecting from Reese because I still think he can give more, I still think he can push and I'm waiting for him to come out and wow me because I haven't had that from Reese yet, I'm still waiting for that. I agree with Shirley, Shirley said that he needed to be more comfortable in hold. When he's out of hold, he's great. Is it the style of dancing that he should be doing? No, I don't don't think so at times because it looks a bit streeted, a bit hip hop, where the quick step I don't think should look like that. I don't like it like that. He could maybe just adapt the style a little bit out of hold, but in hold, I think he tensens up. So I agree with Shirley absolutely there, but it was fast, it was light, he covered the floor, he had great energy, just needs to control it and put it in the right places. I hope he's not in the dance-off this week because I don't think he deserves to be there, but I don't think he's doing anything to wow the public. When Sarah comes out and does her ballrooms, we get a wow. When Rose comes out and did a tango last week, we got a wow. AJ's Charleston this week, we got the biggest wow ever. So I'm still waiting for that to happen to Reese. If we look at some stats for Reese, I actually have a pattern going on with my scores, which I don't realise I do because I don't look at my scores from previous weeks when I'm scoring them on Saturday night. But we had a six in week one for Reese, and then all the other weeks have gone seven, eight, seven, eight, seven, and then this week. So we have a little pattern going on. It keeps alternating between a seven and an eight. So that kind of backs up what I'm saying. I'm still waiting for Reese to push into that nine. I'm still waiting for him to absolutely wow me. I kind of feel like he could possibly have done that on week one, maybe, because he was such a good dancer from the launch show. And maybe, you know, he's set high expectations for himself because he looked so good on the launch show. Possibly. Um, but yeah, one of Reese's better dances. I quite enjoyed it. In hold, he just makes me a little bit nervous. But he, he was fast, he covered the floor, he had energy and a great posture. Just improve that frame, get a bit closer to Nancy, and I think in ballroom he'll go far. So I'm still waiting, Reese. Come on, you can do it. The scores are in. Eight. Tilly danced the tango, double T, Tilly tango, and of course with Nikita as well. I was worried because I didn't love Tilly's paso, and the tango and the paso have quite a similar uh, feel. So I was a little bit worried, I thought, oh, how good is she going to be here? But she surprised me. I loved the production, like I always say for the majority of the dances. The chess pieces were great, I loved that. What really stood out to me in this dance was the sharp changes of direction, and in the tango, that's absolutely absolutely what you want to see. The tango always changes direction and I loved how fast she was with just her head changes. It just, it was almost like a flicker. If you blink, you missed it, which I loved because sometimes in the tango, it can look a little bit lame. It can look like you move your whole body when you turn and you don't want that. You want to contain that V-shaping and you want a quick flick of the head. So she absolutely nailed that. Totally, totally correct. Absolutely perfect. It was strong and it had intensity. Every movement that she did, I felt like had intensity 
tension. There were some slow parts halfway through the routine. She picked it back up, got back into hold, put on her frame, and then went on into the attack with some nice walks. So I, I really liked that. It was strong and intense, which a Paso absolutely should be. I do think she just looked unsure at times and I don't know what that was. I can't pinpoint why that was. She had a couple of wobbles, I think, um, just at the couple of a couple of moments and again I don't really know why it was maybe it was because she was spinning at points she didn't really know what direction she should be looking um and I actually agree with the judges she needs to create more v-shaping and she needs to stay on the right of Nikita so for her she needs to stay on her left just so Nikita can control her a little bit better you don't want to be in the middle of your partner and at times she did lose the banana shape that you like in hold she could have just bent a little little bit further back but yeah it had drive it had intensity and it had attack which is kind of what you want from a tango it did get three eights and a seven which res respectable scores I kind of agree with those to be honest so yeah I enjoyed it she wobbled at times couple of unsure moments but one that she should be proud of definitely and I was surprised I liked it because I wasn't a fan of her paso so you know I think she did really quite well with this so yeah one to be proud of. If we look at some of the scores Tilly has quite a wide range of scores ranging from a five to a nine. We've actually given her two nines one for her foxtrot and one for her Charleston. The lowest was for her paso which was a five and then we've had two sixes for her waltz and her jive and then of course last week a seven for her cha cha so yeah her average is actually 7.1 i'm still waiting to be completely wowed by tilly i don't know what dance that will be i think it possibly could be a ballroom dance so hopefully she gets some more ballroom dances but could she be in trouble this week maybe if the public forget about her but then again will they forget about her maybe not the scores are in eight Right, let's talk about Dan and Nadia's couple's choice. And just before we talk about technique, before we talk about the dancing, I actually really, really love Dan. I do. Only this week I've realised how much I like him. His personality, I think, shines through his dances. And yet he is not the best dancer. He's probably the weakest in. And I'm saying that just out of fact. I'm not saying that out of opinion, really. Um, because the, the technique and the, the quality of the dance is not up to par with the other couples. But... One thing that Dan does really well is he entertains. And if you're watching Strictly to be entertained, I'm sure Dan is your favourite couple because he comes out every week and gives it 100%. And I like that about him. I actually think this dance suited him, to be honest. It suited his personality. And I think that could have been because of the production. He had a great colourful suit on. The song was good. It was a TikTok song, actually. Good song for Dan. It was upbeat, fast, and a great couple's choice. This was the only couple's choice that I could recognise and categorise because the others have been quite random for me. And I don't like that about couple's choice. I think this was quite street, which I liked. He was just ever so slightly out of time at the start and throughout the dance he was miming along which I thought Craig might have picked up on he didn't 
but I just think it makes the dance look slightly messy and unprofessional if you mime along to it. Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't, depending on what dance it is. Some bits of this dance were great, you know, some of the kicks, some of the partnering work was great. Other parts looked a little bit lame and needed a bit more energy. Anton said it needed a bit more push and I totally understand what he means. I think he was saying Dan can push himself a little bit more and also the dance could have gone a bit further. I actually said what Craig said about the rondes. He absolutely could have extended those more. He could have got more circular motion on the floor because in street, everything has to be precise. Everything has to be powerful and it has to have precision and extension to the max which just was a little bit lost for me uh, in places and that kind of made Dan stiffen up a bit. It needed more groove for me and his eyeline was down for quite a lot of it. When he wasn't facing Nadia, he was just slightly facing the floor. But what I want Dan now to do is perform it out to everybody and sell it more because if he sold his routines more, no matter what the dancing's like, I think his scores would increase because he's doing all right. But yeah, great fun performance, really one that just made you laugh and made you smile and laugh in a good way. It wasn't terrible dancing. It wasn't perfect dancing. It was quite average, but the performance was really fun and uh, I like that about Dan. The highest score that I'm to give Dan is a seven and the lowest is a four. So he's not the highest scorer of mine. He's sort of in the middle. He still needs to push up into those eights and nines for me. Will he do that? Maybe not. Uh, and I don't think he ever will in his Latin unless he surprises me. I think his ballrooms could go far because you know he's had a quick step and a Vini's waltz so I'm still waiting for him to come out and smash it which you know he is doing in performance wise at times but in terms of the dancing I'm still waiting for that. I want him to see everything come together and I will consider an 8 or a 9 or maybe even a 10 for Dan so you know I'm still waiting for that. Could he be in trouble this week? possibly in terms of the dancing, but then again, you know, the public like him. So I think it's quite unpredictable to see where Dan will end up. The scores are in. Six. To slow things down, we had John and Johannes dance a rumba. And if I'm right, I think think it is the second rumba of the series. Uh, oh no, I'm wrong. It's the third. <laughs> Just corrected myself there. It's the third. We've had Adam do a rumba, Sarah do a rumba, and then this week we had John. I actually think he did quite well with this, and it, it could, for me, have gone absolutely perfect or absolutely terrible. It could have really had the two extremes and it didn't. It was sort of good for me. He had great hip action and lovely rotation on that hip action. And I think that was sustained throughout. Sometimes when people dance the rumba, it almost looks a bit blocky. They do a cucaracha, for example, which is two strong flat feet, one foot out to the side, followed by hip rotation, close your feet, the other foot out to the side. And that sometimes can look blocky because you have the hip action in there and then you do some walks and there's no hip action then you stand still on the 4-1 and there's no hip action could he have had more flow in his body yes I do think he could have done but um he's not a dancer and the rumba's really really hard so I think he did well with the hip action his leg action I think was what let him down here in the rumba it 
you know, your leg action can be quite sharp. Your legs can have different timing and your upper body can have different timing. And when you've done a walk, for example, your foot's can slip in fast and I missed that here for just whatever reason and I agree with one of the judges one of them said he could have held the 4-1 and had a bit more flow on that it looked stationary for me on the 4-1 in the rumba you always dance on the two you step on the two so you want to really flow and hold that 4-1 to create dynamic in the routine so I think he could have done that but the essence of the rumba was there. I totally agree with Shirley. It was definitely there. The production was great. The feeling that we got was absolutely what you want from a rumba. The atmosphere was great. And uh, yeah, lovely production. I really liked how they produced this. And I liked how they connected together. For me, I didn't see two guys dancing together. I just saw dance. And I mean that in a good way. I think he led Johannes quite well. Could it have just been a little bit more grounded? Yes, possibly. But for a male rumba, probably one of the better ones that I've ever seen. Let's talk about stats here. I have never given John lower than a seven. So John, for me, is one of the better dancers in the competition. It shows in his dances and it shows uh, and reflects in my scores. I've given him a 7 for his Tango and American Smooth and then an 8 for his Cha-Cha and Quick Step, a 9 for his Paso in week 3. Do you remember that? It was just amazing, like theatre production. And then his Charleston in week 5 was perfect, so it had to be a 10. The scores are in. 8. The next couple, I didn't write anything down for because I just was mind blown. Absolutely mind blown. AJ and Kai's Charleston was fabulous, as Craig would say. I just loved it. Everything that a Charleston needs was there. I didn't write a thing down. I was engrossed in the whole thing. Character energy, expression, performance skills, all of that was there and I just loved it. Incredible. There was nothing wrong with that Charleston. Absolutely nothing. We'll get on to somebody's score in a minute. There was nothing. She started off with the swivel. She had swivel on both feet. She isolated her ankles. Her legs moved with precision. It was under her body. Her top half wasn't bouncy. You know, it didn't look unsteady. Absolutely amazing. She had swivel with her head. Her expressions were great. I loved at one point she was stood in front of Kai and the cameras were in front of her and she rolled her eyes. She had expression. She had head wobble. It was just absolutely sensational. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why Craig did not give this a 10 and I was so angry. This was my reaction when he did not give a 10. Come on. Come on, Craig. 10. 10. Yes. I don't know. Wow, why is that not a 10? Oh, I'm angry. I was expecting 40. I was tweeting. I said, that has to be 40. 
and for some reason, Craig did not give it a 10. I think what frustrated me so much is that he didn't give it a 10, but also didn't give a reason why he didn't give it a 10. I think the judges have to give a reason why they don't give something a 10. And he didn't. All he said here was amazing. So for me, I was expecting 40. I was absolutely mesmerized by the whole routine. And he, for some reason, did not give a 10. So it would have been nice to know why he didn't give a 10, because I don't think there was anything wrong with that. Craig is the Charleston King, isn't he? But for me, there was nothing wrong with it. The lifts as well, the elevation of those lifts, the timing coming out of them. Maybe it was that because Craig always picks up on the transitions into lifts and maybe didn't think they were great. I thought they were incredible. The way she landed with good balance, it was precise. She held a core in those lifts. She spun around Kai. Uh, she engaged with her partner. Just everything about that dance was incredible. I think the dance of the series. If we have a look at my scores for AJ, the lowest score that I've given is a five for her Samba. And then I've had two sevens for her Jive and Foxtrot. For some reason, I wasn't mad on her Jive. The technique was great, but I don't know. I just didn't love her Jive. And then she's had nines for her ballrooms. This week, however, was her best dance. So I'm sure you can predict my score. The scores are in. 10. Finally, the last couple of the nights was Sarah and Aliash with their quick step. Whichever couple was to come out after AJ's Charleston was kind of unlucky because I wasn't even ready for another dance. I actually had to pause the TV because I was going to wee myself. So I had to run upstairs for a wee. I was just so excited by AJ's Charleston that I had to just have a little wee break. And then I came to watch Sarah and Ali Ash's quick step. Now, I like Sarah. I do. And I think she's great at the elegant ballroom dances. This week, she had a quick step. So she has to have lots of energy. She has to be light on her feet and she has to contain her top half to be nice and still, but have everything happening at her feet. And for me, this wasn't the best quick step. There was quite a lot of gapping. So when they danced across the floor, I don't think they danced as one. It just looked almost like she was a bit behind Aliash, and I think that was because of the gapping. Just at times, just get closer to him so that they move as one. For me, overall, it was quite bumpy, and it looked like she was running. And again, I, I think that was emphasised because she was behind him at times. Maybe that was because she was behind the music, or because there was a bit of gapping. I'm not sure. And I agree with one of the judges. I think it was Craig said that she had footwork issues when she was going backwards. It just looked a bit hesitant. So yeah, not one of Sarah's best dances for me. Not her worst, and it wasn't bad. It was just not one of her better dances. But I have to say, if we ignore the technique, she did have movement across the floor. She had great energy as she was moving across, and it was much better than last week. Last week, I went quite harsh on Sarah because the couple's choice was just not good at all. But this week, you know, to come back after that couple's choice to bring a performance like she did with this quick step is something she should be proud of. I just wanted her to dance as one with Aliash. And also as well, her shoulders were quite high. Just 
just relaxed those shoulders. It looked a little bit nervous. I was nervous watching it. And in the quick step, you don't want that. You want to look confident in hold. If we get some uh, of the scores that I've given Sarah, she's had two eights for her Foxtrot and her Tango. I'm yet to give Sarah a nine. She's then had a seven for her Samba on Movie Week, which I loved. The production, the performance of that was amazing. She has had a five for her Rumba, four for her Cha-Cha, and then, of course, last week, I uh, gave her a measly three. So, you know, I didn't like last week, but this week was an improvement on that. And for that, she should be proud. The scores are in. Seven. So there we have it. That's my opinion for all the dances this week. And, you know, to be honest, if I take my judging hat off, do I have a hat on? No, I don't. But let's just pretend I'm not judging them on this podcast and I just sit back and watch Strictly. I loved every single one of the dances because they all brought something different, like I said. But who needs to improve? There's a couple of couples. Who do I think is doing amazing? Quite a lot of them, to be honest. Let's talk about who I voted for. I actually had a bit of a struggle deciding on who to vote for because I didn't know whether to give one couple two votes and then another couple one. I didn't know whether to save a couple because I thought they could have been in the dance-off. I didn't know whether to vote for Rose because she was early on in the running order and her samba was quite good, but not amazing. So I was a bit unsure who to vote for. I absolutely knew one couple, and I'm sure you can guess who that couple is. And I actually knew the second couple as well. It was just the third one that I was like, mm, who do I give this vote for? Because I gave quite a lot of eights out. I gave one, two, three, four eights. Four out of the nine. So I had four couples that tied with a score of eight. And usually for my votes, I give out votes based on my scores, just so it looks like I'm voting for the right people and I have reason to vote for them. I had one ten and nine and then I had four eights, so I had to decide who to give my third vote for. After a little bit of thinking, this is who I voted for. The first couple that got my votes were Tom and Amy, and the reason for that is this was Tom's best dance. He got my second highest score of the night with a nine. It was a strong passo, it was confident, he looked like he knew what he was doing, and for that, I praise him, because it really was of a high standard of dancing. I enjoyed it, I think he looked great, so I had to vote for Tom and Amy with their passo. My second vote went to the only tango of the night, and that was for Tilly and Nikita, which might come to a shock to you, I'm not sure, and this was the vote that I didn't know who to give the vote too. But I decided on Tilly because I thought, could she possibly be in the dance-off here? Not for her level of dancing, just because the public might have forgotten about her. She was kind of halfway through. Was it too memorable, her tango? No, but overall it was good and I enjoyed watching it. So for that reason, I had to give her a vote. And then, of course, as you can probably guess, I don't even need to reveal my third vote, but that went to AJ and Kai. The best dance of the series, in my opinion. It was just sensational. I didn't write a thing down watching it because I just could not take my eyes off them whatsoever. So, you know, if that doesn't tell me to vote for them, I don't know what does. There was absolutely no reason whatsoever, in my opinion, watching the telly at home as to why that should not have been a 10. Ah. May Zing.
Let's talk now about who I think is going to be in the dance-off. And I'm going to be quite sure of this, like always, on the dancing level. But then I always get unsure because I think, who are the public going to save? Who has lots of people voting for them, even though their dance level is not as uh, of a higher standard as other couples? So, based on my scores, I gave both couples a six. So that has to be Adam and Dan because they got my lowest scores of the night. I kind of can see Adam being in the dance-off again, and last week I wasn't surprised when he was in the dance-off. It was an initial shock, and then I thought, mm, actually, I can see why he's in there, because I don't know who's going to be voting for him, and if people forgot about that dance last week, possibly. I think he's even in an even worse position this week because he was right at the start of the running order and his jive was mm, an average technique. And then Dan, like I said, you know, his couple's choice was the weaker dance of the night. It had great performance and production and it had great energy, but the actual dance wasn't amazing. And then I thought, are people going to vote for Tilly? Mm, I'm not sure about that one either. So they were great high-level dances, the majority of them. It's just who are the public going to get behind? And I think now it's getting really hard. I think Sarah's going to be okay this week because she was right at the end, so people would have watched that and the vote opens and be like, okay, I'm voting for Sarah. John, I think he'll be okay because he did a great rumba. AJ, she absolutely is going through to next week. And then Tom and his Paso, again, I loved it, so I voted for it, of course. I think he was great. There's just two dances that stuck out for me, so that's why I think they could be in the dance-off. All we have to do is wait until after this music to find out whether I'm correct. I was partially correct. I got one couple correct, and that was Adam and Katia. I had a feeling they were going to be in the dance-off for two main reasons, really. One, his level of dancing, his technique. And then the second reason, because he was first up. A little bit unfortunate for Adam. He was definitely one of the two weaker dances of the night. It was definitely Adam and Dan. A shame, but not a shock to see him there. In terms of Dan, he wasn't in the dance-off. And again, that was a shock because I was expecting to see him there because of his level of dancing. But then not a shock at the same time because people are voting for him. I enjoy watching him and I... I feel like the public votes that way. If they enjoy watching somebody, they'll vote for him. And Dan has a great personality that he brings to every routine. So that's why I think he got saved. Tilly and Nikita was the second couple in the dance-off. They were actually announced first. Um, and I, I kind of knew just for some reason that she was going to be in the dance-off. <laughs> And then I thought, are people going to vote for Tilly? Mm, I'm not sure about that one either. I didn't put her in my two predictions, but I just had this weird feeling, and that is why I voted for her. In terms of her dancing level, it was a complete shock that she was there, but because I just had a weird feeling that she was going to be there because of the way the public decide to vote sometimes, I kind of was not shocked that she was there. We had Craig, Moxie and Anton vote to save Tilly, so that meant Adam went home, and Shirley actually would have voted for Adam. That's what the judges thought. Let's find out what I thought. Tess, over to you. Who are you going to save and why? 
Well, each week, I feel like I'm saying both couples improved in the dance-off and there was no change here. They both brought out a better performance than Saturday night. One couple for me just stood out a little bit more than the other. One couple was a lot stronger, had more control and looked more comfortable in the dance and had more confidence whereas another couple just had a few mistakes with props and the technique wasn't now what we need going into week eight. Um, so for that reason, I have to save the couple that I think had a stronger performance. And so for that reason, I'm going to have to save Tilly and Nikita. So there we have it, week seven is complete and it's now getting serious. I know I say that every week, but it really, really is. For me now, Dan is the weaker dancer and I have quite a few high level dancers in there. So I think it's gonna be quite unpredictable because it looks like Dan is getting saved by the public because they like him. So we're going into week eight. We've got musicals week coming up. We've got Blackpool week coming up. They're not traveling to Blackpool, but I think they're going to put a themed week on for us so it's going to be really really exciting and i can't wait to see what's coming up we're getting so far into the competition that we're now getting some really really good high level performances thank you so much for listening to this episode of harry strictly podcast if you enjoyed make sure to follow the podcast on podcast platforms and that's about it so there's only one way to sign out of the podcast are you ready say it with me Keep dancing!